Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is the Dream On Podcast, and of course, I'm your host, Jennifer. Today's episode is all about sleeping positions, and if you're unaware of what that means, I'm just talking about how like some people sleep on their side, some people sleep on their back. Um, and interestingly enough, when we are all children, you tend to sleep in each sleep position about the same amount every night. So there's like a lot of moving around, a lot of like switching between different sleep positions. And then as you get older and you move on into adulthood, I think that like what it is, is just that your body kind of picks whatever sleeping position you're going to tend towards for the rest of your life. And that in and of itself is fascinating. Um, I have no idea why that happens or like what influences that. Obviously things like back pain and like indigestion and stuff will impact that for each individual person. But excluding factors like that, um, it's still very interesting and just like, of course, something that I'm sure there's been zero research into, as is the cry of this whole podcast. It's it's quite a tragedy that we reflect on all the time, how little research there is out there. But um, today's episode is like I said, sleeping positions. And this episode was chosen by the Instagram followers of the podcast. If you're unaware, the podcast has an Instagram account and you should follow it because then you can vote on new episodes and you can respond to surveys and give me a little Q&A stuff and everything. Um, and also on Spotify in the descriptions of episodes, you can also fill out Q&As and like give me questions and episode ideas. Or you can just say, hey, I love the podcast. You're so cool. Because like, of course, I like hearing that as well. Um, it's good to know people are actually listening. Um, it's awesome. Anyway, uh, so yeah, do all that stuff connect with the podcast. I also have an email, um, podcast email, and that's in the description of every episode. So if you cannot interact with surveys or like you don't have Instagram, you can also always just send me an email with whatever you want to say. So all that stuff. There are lots of ways to contact me and recommend um, new topics and things like that. So um, anyways, uh, before I get into the episode today, as always, I like to do little personal updates. So um, I recently got a new job and I've been working in like a daycare center with kids. And that has been fantastic because kids are super great and they talk about things that are actually interesting, like um, their dentist and like what they're going to do that day and like their favorite food and their pets and their siblings and all the drama going on with their parents like if you have kids or you've been around kids, you know that they don't really keep secrets. So I've already heard some drama at work and I've only been there for about a little over a month now. Um, but I hear all the tea, which of course is is quite amusing for me. So um, it's been good. It's been good. Um, I think I'm a little bit sick, um, just like my body from honestly, I think it's still like from the whole like Italy drama at the start of the year. I think that I'm just like in a flare that's not really going down. So I'm going to start going to therapy again for that. And hopefully that helps. I'm going to try EMDR for pain, which I have not like I, I tried. I had it last time for trauma and PTSD, but I haven't had it for pain yet. And honestly, I'm not like super optimistic because I think that it tends to be targeted like the treatment tends to be targeted towards people who focus on their pain and really like um fixate on it. And that's not something I do. Like I do the opposite of that. And like, I just ignore it. <laughs> and 
<laughs> sometimes it's to like an unhealthy degree that I ignore it, but it's just because I'm so used to tuning it out that I just don't really register it, even though I do. Like it takes up brain power to register it and I'm using that. I just am not focused on that. So I don't know if that makes sense if you've never had like a, a chronic pain for any period of time, but that's how it is. Um, it's fascinating stuff, but that's like personal stuff. Also, um, I think I mentioned it when I first started, but I've still, I'm still volunteering at the, excuse me, I'm still volunteering at the equine rescue. That's been super cool and fun. Um, so I, this is probably not very interesting to a lot of people, but um, <laughs> I previously have only had experience with Arabians and quarter horses and the rescue, we just got um, a thoroughbred who is huge. He's 1200 pounds and he is 16 hands tall. So his back is like taller than my head. And he is huge. Um, he's he's a big boy and he's six years old and he was a racehorse. Um, so he he's cool. I like him. Um, and he's new and he'll probably go to a good home very soon because he's quite young. And of course, like all animal rescues, um, at equine rescues, you tend to get older animals that people can't take care of or their owners pass away or they just like abandon them because they have vet bills um, because people are super cool and they're really kind hearted and they care about their pets so much that they abandon them. <laughs> oh, this is this is going great. This is all very uplifting, I know. But um, onto something more uplifting, now that I've given those little life updates, um, I wanted to go back into the demographics of the podcast listening because I haven't talked about that in a little while. So, and it's like, I know that it's fun for you guys to hear. Like a couple of you have said like, oh my gosh, I love that you do that. It's so fun. Because like when I listen to a podcast, I, I want to know the demographics because it's really interesting for me to hear. Um, I like to know like who else is listening with me. So... Um, I'm going to go down like the full country list because it's it's fun for me. <laughs> so hopefully it's fun for you, too, because you're about to hear them all. OK, at number one, we have the United States and my U.S. listeners make up 49 percent of my listeners. So USA, USA. And then in second place, we have a tie between Canada and the United Kingdom both at 7%. And then in uh, third place, technically third place, um, we have Germany, who is at 6%. So Germany, you guys have fallen behind the UK, okay? You guys were like vying for that spot for a while. You were both at like 6%, but the UK stepped it up. They're at 7%. And Germany, I'm going to need you guys to step it up too, because like, come on, you can't let the Brits beat you. You can't do that. It's just, you know, but whatever. If you guys want to slack off, there's nothing I can do about it. And if the if the UK wants to stand me, then I have no choice but to embrace them. Um, <laughs> behind Germany, we have Australia and the Netherlands, both tied at 4% of my listening audience. Then we have India at 3%. And then we have a ton of little one percenters, which I can only assume means that like three people listen in each of these countries. But, you know, they're on the list, so I've got to give them a little shout out. We have Belgium at 
guys, I love Belgium. I'm obsessed with Belgium. I don't know. I have said this before for sure. I, I know that I've said this before, but like my obsession with Belgium began in middle school because we read one of Shakespeare's books takes not I, his plays. Okay. His plays. I know. Not, I know. Nobody, nobody attacked me. I know their plays, but I read it as a book. Um, one of his plays takes place in like what's now Belgium, something like that. And it was like that, that just like, it created an obsession for me with Belgium, not because I really enjoyed Shakespeare's work. Um, even though Othello is really good. If you've never read Othello, I don't know why that's the one that they don't have everyone read, but Othello and A Midsummer Night's Dream, so good. And like Macbeth is not that good and neither is Hamlet. They're both kind of meh. Um, Romeo and Juliet is, I liked Romeo and Juliet, but it's not as good as Othello in A Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> Back to Belgium. Uh, Belgium is 1% of my listeners. France is 1% of my listeners. Sweden is 1%. New Zealand is 1%. My best friend in high school is from New Zealand. Not like specifically her, but her dad was from New Zealand and her mom was Chinese. So it was a very interesting family they had. It was it was crazy. <laughs> some some culture clash there. Um, New Zealand, 1%. Spain, 1%. Israel, 1%. And Czech Republic, 1%. I'm pretty sure someone messaged me from the Czech Republic. And they were like, hey, I'm Czech Republic. Dang. Well, they are much more vocal than everyone else by percentage. Because if only 1% of my listeners are from there and one of them messaged me, that's got to be like 50% of my listeners from there <laughs> have spoken to me so they get the award for being the most vocal out of everyone um but that's very interesting and i like looking at these stats it's it's fun um so and then into the age this is actually very interesting as well because um quite recently something happened to the age percentage in the podcast and it used to be that the vast majority of my listeners were between the ages of 23 and 27 and just so you know this data comes from spotify so like if you tell spotify your birthday then they can tell me a podcaster like just not you specifically but like overall my listener base they can give me percentages of like how old everyone is and it's just for like demographics knowledge to like understand better um who my target audience is and i don't really target people because i just make the shows and i hope people listen but um it's still fun to see and it used to be that like most of my listeners were 23 to 27 in age and then now all of a sudden super recently 30 percent of my listeners are between the ages of 18 and 22 so now apparently everyone is the same age as me and we're all in life together um yay <laughs> super fun the world looks great right now guys monkeypox just became like a threat according to the cdc um we'll see how that goes honestly okay i know that this is turning into a super long tangent section like we're 11 minutes in and i'm still going on about nothing relevant to this topic um but is anyone else like so like sick of like the the hysteria surrounding like covid and i'm not one of those people who's like covid isn't real or anything like that like people died from covid and like i'm not saying that that's not true but at this point it's out in the world you cannot put everything back into pandora's box like 
we if you have not gotten covid yet which i have not i have not actually gotten covid yet um but like if you haven't gotten it you're probably gonna get it at some point and like most of the variants now that are like super common are the ones that are like colds basically like the most recent one that they talked about was like the biggest symptom that you have is that like you lose your voice and it's like okay so it's just like it's like every other sickness and like get vaccinated okay like i'm not saying don't get vaccinated because like it's always a good idea when they're offering you a vaccine for something like you're it would be stupid to not get your tetanus vaccine or not get like your chicken pox vaccine because obviously it's there and you should take advantage of that and thank you for modern medicine um but like bruh do we have to be like closing businesses still and like really for for this because it's a cold at this point and i don't know if that's like a controversial take or if everyone's in the same boat as me but just like personally like the area that i'm in is like still super freaked out and they're already talking about like lockdowns and stuff again and it's like dude why like it's just i don't know man i don't know i think it's annoying it's it's just a lot and it's like can we just like get back to real life i know that i'm gonna get covid okay like we're all gonna get it some people i know have had it like three times at this point and it's like yeah they have because they also get the flu two times a year and like you get a cold once a year like you just get sick sometimes and I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we're all probably in the same boat on this, but it's like, once you get vaccinated and you've had it, then it's like, why are we so freaked out? Because like, at this point, I've had it. And it's like, it was, it was fine. Or alternatively, it wasn't. Because like I said, people have died from it. But like, people also die from a lot of other things. Like, people die from so many things every year. And, like, the, the world has to keep going. The world has to continue. Because otherwise, like, hysteria is never a good thing. And this is, like, there's some hysteria in some circles of the world. And, like, hysteria actually is dangerous. Because you can use that to manipulate people. And this is from someone who has spent a lot of time listening to the Colts podcast by podcast, a Spotify original. And that is the expertise that I'm drawing on to tell you that. And wow, that I think um, will finish up our 15 minute long intro to the episode. Wow. Okay. This is why I have a podcast. I can talk for a really long time. Um, <laughs> trying to like bring my brain back into the right space. Um, we're, we're talking about sleeping positions. And specifically, the sleeping positions that we're talking about are back sleeping, side sleeping, and stomach sleeping. And I, like, before this episode, I thought a lot and I was like, okay, how do I sleep? Because, like, obviously, you know, we're all going to be thinking throughout the episode, you know, how do I sleep? Like, how do I wake up in the morning versus how do I go to bed? It's like, it's it's interesting when you actually pay attention to it. Um, so I do a lot of side sleeping primarily on my right side like I've noticed that if I go to sleep on my left side then I have weird dreams and I'll just like sleep more restlessly so sometimes in the morning I'll wake up on my left side and that's normally from like a really weird dream uh but yeah I'm mostly like a right side sleeper 
And that's kind of the most comfortable for me. I'll like pull up my pillow really far. And actually I need it. I need a better pillow because it's just not, it doesn't give me the head support that I need, which is also something that I'm going to talk about in this episode. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm a side sleeper. I pull up my pillow really far to like support my head. So it's not like at a horrible angle where I'm like breaking my neck to go to sleep on my shoulder. Um, and I also sleep on my stomach quite a lot, actually. And uh, according to all of the research that I did for this episode, that's bad. <laughs> but it's comfortable for me. And like, I don't know, it, it's good. So I sleep on my stomach too. And then sometimes I will wake up on my back. So I guess I haven't like settled on like one specific sleep position that's the best for me. I kind of go through them, but it just depends on the night. So yeah. And now just so you guys know, I let my dog into my room because she was crying at my door. So she's in here now. And if she makes a sound, then you will probably hear it. Hopefully she doesn't. And she just like chills out and stays quiet on the couch. But, um, you know, things can happen. I might need to pause recording and get up and let her out. Um, because she can't open doors. She doesn't have hands. And I was blessed with hands, so I opened doors for her. Um, back to the actual episode. Wow, this is just like, we're super far in, and we have not really talked about anything yet, so better get on it. Um, interestingly enough, okay, sleeping positions, um, there is definitively like a best one. So people have looked into sleeping positions and like, obviously your health. And they have definitively said that back sleepers are the best off health-wise. And back sleeping is the superior sleep position. However, only 8% of people are back sleepers. And the thing is, okay, I don't know if the percentages that we're looking at today are like 8% of people ever sleep on their back, period, during adulthood, I seriously doubt that. I'm sure that it is like talking about like majority of their sleep is back sleeping. Like that's the only way you can do it, right? Because sometimes you have a weird night and you'll wake up and you'll be in a weird position and you're like, what the heck? You know, maybe I was having a weird dream. But like um, back sleepers, okay, 8% of people. I'm assuming that means that 8% of people, the majority of sleep they get is on their back. And the reason that this is considered to be the best sleep position, there are a multitude of reasons here, okay? It keeps your spine aligned, so you're not all twisty, breaking your back, breaking your neck, okay? Reduces tension headaches, helps chronic conditions by reducing pressure on your body, and it relieves sinus buildup, which is super important for everyone because sinus headaches are the worst. It's just like the pressure in your face is so annoying and so distracting. So anything you can do to relieve that is good. And then also apparently um, because you're not sleeping on your face, it'll help you like not get wrinkles. And I don't know, like I have a hard time believing that honestly, but like I guess, you know, if they're saying it's true, I'm pro they probably didn't make it up. Um, and also it like stops your facial skin from getting irritated, which makes more sense because, you know, sometimes you like take a nap and it's like a really like hard nap and then you wake up and it, like the side of your face is just like creased <laughs> from the, the blankets or whatever. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's how you know it was a good nap. Um, 
But within each of these sleep positions, okay, um, one of the articles I was looking at actually divided them even further and talked about like specific um, poses within the sleep positions. And so like the first one um, in the back category is soldier. And this one, hold up. Wait, I must have written something down. So I'm going to. I think I wrote something down wrong, so I'm not going to do the statistics on this part because I this doesn't make sense. Um, so the soldier position, okay, is the more common of the back positions. And in this one, okay, you sleep on your back with your arms down by your sides close to your body. So it's kind of like the scary sleeping position of like when someone's dead, they would like look like this. And... <laughs> So those are my thoughts on that position. I think that's kind of like a weird freak position. If you can just sleep on your back with your arms at your sides, there's something wrong with you. And that's not scientific. That's just me saying that. But like, dude, that's weird. Okay, that is freaky. You're like a zombie. You're like ready to sit up at any moment and just like strangle someone. That is scary. Um, <laughs> next up, we have the starfish sleep position, which is something that's recommended when people are trying to lucid dream. So I don't know what that like says about this position, but this is the less common back position to sleep in. And in this one, you lie on your back with your arms up near your head. So I'm assuming that can mean like, you know, out to the sides, like, like straight out to the sides or like up a little bit. Like, you know, there are some variations in this. But uh, that one, I don't know, man. I just, I'm such a side sleeper that it's like these, like when I'm sleeping on my back, that's when I have, for the most part, the dreams where I'm like, or like the sensation where I'm like falling all of a sudden. That normally happens to me when I'm on my back. And I don't know if that's from like you trying, like you're just like falling asleep super fast and so your body like flips out. Or what the heck that is. Actually, I should probably know. I used to know what that was, but now I don't. Um, I'll get back to you on that. But so those are those are like the main two back positions. Okay. But before I move on, I read a super funny Healthline article about how to sleep on your back. And most of the tips were pretty good, pretty nice. It was like five tips to sleep on your back or something like that. But they're... Their final little headline, okay, in the article was as follows. Last resort, build a pillow fortress to remind your body of your boundaries. <laughs> and that sentence isn't inherently funny, but it's just like the idea of being like, I have to remind my body of my boundaries. Like, <laughs> that's so funny to me. <laughs> and what they're saying is just to like, lay on your back, put a pillow under your legs and surround yourself with pillows so that you can't be like moving around and like twisting around because you'll hit pillows. And um, that makes a lot of sense. I understand that. It's just super funny to call them your body's boundaries. It's like we set boundaries for ourselves. We put pillows up so we don't roll over to the side because that's just not what we want to do anymore. <laughs> now, okay, that's back sleeping. It's all, it's all the stuff about back sleeping. Now we're going to talk about side sleeping which I have said, that's that's how I prefer to sleep. And I need a new pillow that supports my head because that's a critical component of side sleeping. You really need to support your head um, because otherwise you can really mess up your neck and like your shoulders and jack up your spine really bad. Um, and that's also the case with your hips as well. You don't want your pelvis to be like tipping 
And so when I was looking at this stuff, I was like, dang, like I'm going to have to actually start implementing some of this stuff because I've been having some shoulder pain recently. And I think that this totally might be playing into that because I sleep on my side and it's just not like, I don't think I'm in like a good alignment. So this is taking me on a little journey of getting some pillows to put like between my legs and like under my, um, gosh, what is that even called? Like between my rib cage and my hip, um, Fun fact about me, my left hip is slightly higher than my right hip. I don't know why you'd need to know that, but it is a fun fact. You cannot tell by looking at me. Um, it's not one of those like obvious weird things. It's You can only see it in an x-ray, so uh, very fun. But um, uh, side sleeping, okay? If you sleep on your right side, that can supposedly cause indigestion because then it like angles your stomach so that your stomach is like better able to, um, what is that even called? It's like, what is, dang it, what is that called? So your stomach, okay, the way your stomach works is that at the top of your stomach, there's like a, it's actually like, it's gross. I think it's like a flap that like opens and closes when you eat food. And it's like, um, you, the reason you have heartburn is because that's not like all the way closed. It's just because like all of the um, freaking acids and stuff, because acid reflux, obviously it's acid. Um, it's because it's like coming up and bothering you. And I know it's gross. Okay, I'll move on. But like in in when you're sleeping on your right side, that supposedly like angles your stomach so that it's more easily able to do that. And it weird. It's weird when I say it like that because then it sounds like your stomach is trying to do that. It's not. It's it's not supposed to do that. But it's like it's better able to work the wrong way and do that and bother you. Um, but I don't have any stomach issues, so that doesn't bother me, which I guess is why I'm able to sleep on my right side. Like my sister, um, she has stomach issues from her medication that she's on. Um so she can't sleep on her right side. She always sleeps on her left because otherwise she gets really bad acid reflux. So very interesting. Um, however, I also found that sleeping on your left side actively helps with digestion. So not only is sleeping on your right side bad, but sleeping on your left side is objectively better because it actually assists with digestion. So I don't know where the heck they came up with that idea. Um, I didn't even list on here which article that's from, but um, still very interesting. So I don't know about that one, but it's very interesting. And then obviously within side sleeping, okay, there are a lot of different ways you can lay when you're side sleeping because like you can splay out, you can be like a little bit on your stomach. It's like there's a lot of different things. So in this section, I have three listed side sleeping poses. And the first one is fetal. And more than 40% of people apparently sleep in this curled up side sleeping position. So that's the most common like sleeping position period is most people sleep in the fetal position. And it's the most common position, especially for women who are twice as likely as men to sleep like this. So you, you understand, I hope what the fetal position is. And it's not like the full thing. Like you, you don't, fully lay there with your legs up to your chest and your arms wrapped around them because that would be insane and uncomfortable but it's just like legs bent right and then like arms kind of out or whatever but like in front of you you know 
So with there are variations within that, but like fetal position, most common sleep position. And, um, you know, I would probably classify my sleeping position as fetal position, but I normally have one leg straight and the other leg bent because it's just more comfortable for my hips. But hopefully I can fix that after learning all this stuff by using a pillow to remedy my uh i'm trying to think of it doesn't even matter you know what i'm saying um moving on okay next side position is the log sleep position and this is when you're asleep on your side and you have both of your arms down so they're not like out in front of you or like splayed around they're like angled downward towards your feet and about 15 percent of people sleep like this and this one's interesting because I don't know where the legs are for this position because, like, I guess they could just be anywhere and it's only defined by the arms. But, like, I don't know, man. That's This is kind of a weird one, too, for me. Like, I can't even imagine sleeping with my arms down. Like, that reminds me of the freaky back position where you're going to, like, sit up and strangle someone. Like, why are you sleeping like that? And... Yeah, this is a critique, okay? Like, I'm coming after your sleep position. You need to be less weird when you're asleep because you think that no one is there to judge you, but I'm judging you right now because we're all judging you. We're all hearing these statistics right now. So I don't know. You guys need to shape up and, and sleep in a position that's less freaky. I don't know what to tell you. Um, the final side position that we're going to talk about is the yearner side position, which I think is the most hilarious <laughs> name ever. Um, the yearner position, about 13% of people sleep like this and they sleep with their arms out in front of their bodies. So you can tell here, okay, that the log position and the yearner position are both defined solely by the arms and the fetal position was mainly defined by the legs, I guess. Um, so the, the log position is arms down, yearner position is arms out, like reaching in front of you. And that's a lot less weird to me because it's like, I feel like for me, that's like you're actually relaxed because when you have your arms just like down close to your body, it's just like, what are you getting ready to do? Like calm down. You can stretch out a little bit and not like cramp your muscles. Um, and that's all the stuff that I have for side sleeping, even though like there's a lot of different ways to sleep on your side more so than your back. I think um, at the end of the day, like you can't just categorize every single way that people sleep because that would be so tedious and so unnecessary and annoying because especially like some people just like have different, I don't know, man, like it, so much of it is defined by just like how flexible you are. And like, if you have hyperextension in your limbs, like there's so many little things that would impact that. So you kind of need these broad categories because otherwise people are just not going to fit. And it's going to be like 1% of people sleep in this position, half a percent of people sleep in this position. And I'm assuming that all of these things come from like American surveys because there are American news outlets that I got these from. But I don't know for sure. I didn't look at the specific studies. I just looked at the articles and like what they said about them. So I wouldn't like die on the percentages being accurate for people. But the actual like poses, I would say, you know, they exist. They're out there. And I can know that just from reading them that I'm like, yeah, people definitely sleep like that. So um, moving on past the side sleeping, we have the stomach sleepers. Okay. And these are, this is the last category. 
And as I said, okay, I sleep on my stomach a lot. And apparently this is the worst sleep position. It's the most unhealthy for people because it puts pressure on your whole body. And just like your whole body is like pressurized. And like, I'm assuming that that's just because of like more of the spine stuff that like your back is just not in the right spot. And so basically our bodies are just not designed. Sorry, I'm yawning. I yawn a lot in this show. (laughs) But our bodies are not designed to sleep on our stomachs because like everything is out of alignment and everything is like squished because it's just like your back is on top of the rest of your body and like pushing down on your organs and stuff and it's not good but it's more it's comfortable for me so I, I don't know what to tell you guys it's like sleep however you want unless you're a log sleeper because then or what was the other one too I'm literally going back to it. I think it was soldier. Yeah, soldier. If you're a log sleeper or a soldier, you're a freak and you're not allowed to listen to the show anymore. Um, (laughs) Stomach sleepers, you're allowed here because I'm one. Um, But the only listed um, stomach sleeping pose was the free fall position. And this is like you're lying on your stomach and you have your arms around your pillow and you have your head turned sideways. And honestly, I don't know how else you would sleep on your stomach that was like, okay. Jeez. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, I don't know what's happening. Um, but I don't know how else you would sleep on your stomach. Because if you're sleeping with your face down, then you're smothering yourself and you're going to die. And if you don't have your arms around your pillow, then your neck is like yeeted backwards. And... Oh my gosh, I just said yeeted. (laughs) Whoa, what year is it? But like your head is like pushed super far backwards and it's almost like you're looking at the sky, except it's like you're like to the side on your pillow. Like, oh, I'm getting like a neck cramp just thinking about that. Like you need the arms up because you need that shoulder support in order to sleep like that. So I don't know, man. Um, I don't know about that, but like... It's all very interesting stuff. And um, while I was looking at all this stuff, there was a lot of things coming up about how like there is um, there are some studies. okay, some studies suggest they always say that um, that people have personality traits that you can link with their sleep style. So this is not one of them. I'm making this up. But let's say back sleepers are more likely to be people who are anxious and dependent. And it's just like stuff like that, that they have kind of arbitrarily matched up with different sleeping positions. And this kind of goes into the, um, what is the word I'm looking for? This kind of goes with the idea that is proven time and time again, that the people who are most interested in dreams and sleep and stuff are also the community that is more into like mystical things like that. And that's totally fine. But when I'm looking at research for things and I'm looking at like health issues, it's it's less um, helpful for like personality tests and stuff to come up. Okay. Because it's not what I'm looking for. And I am sure that there are people listening to this who are also interested in, like, the more mystical side of dreams and stuff like that. And that's awesome. 
But I don't really talk about that stuff because I'm not super into it. And I wish that there was more of a space within kind of the dream community and especially the lucid dreaming community that was less into that stuff and more into just the science of stuff and more just how to do things without adding on all this extra stuff, like without adding meaning into everything. Because at the end of the day, the vast majority of dreams have exactly zero meaning and it's just your brain flipping out every night and just freaking out. And that's just what happens when you go to sleep. So that's kind of a side issue as well. And like, it's something that I've talked about before, but obviously the problem continues to persist and it's just like the whole space is kind of invaded by people that are trying to like force their thoughts on stuff like that onto other people and it's very intimidating when you first get into lucid dreaming and stuff like that to see that just that's all anyone's talking about and it's the whole like dream interpretation and all that stuff and uh, I'm just not a fan I'm not the biggest fan and it's fine that other people like it I just don't like it when that's the only thing people talk about like there's a lot of other interesting things to discuss within this space like lucid dreaming is very interesting and you don't have to assign meaning to everything that you do in a lucid dream for it to be cool because it's just a cool experience. And I really do think that that's kind of all the stuff there is to talk about as far as sleeping positions. I was looking into it for quite some time trying to like find more that was interesting about it um, that didn't fall into the whole personality test area of, of like interest and there wasn't all that much stuff because it just comes down to like the health stuff and a lot of it is about just like keeping your spine in the right place which is interesting it's just not like it doesn't take a long time to talk about that stuff so it's probably good that I had such a long intro on this episode and now that we're getting to the end here um I did want to say that on the Instagram account I will be adding to my highlights a like podcast recommendation section and I'm just going to put in there like all of my favorite podcasts so I'll have like stuff you should know of course because it's the best podcast I'm going to put in like the boardroom distractible all the good all the good podcasts and so I'll just I'll have a few up there of course the Colts podcast that one's going up there so I'll be adding more stuff um to my highlights there and that'll be cool and then uh, there was something else as well that I wanted. Oh, yes. Okay. So coming up very soon, I want to do another Q&A episode because I think that it's probably a good idea to do a couple of those probably every season. But that largely depends on you guys and how many questions you send me. Because if I don't have questions that you guys want answered, then obviously I cannot do an episode. So if you have questions, please send them to me. And you can do that through the Instagram account, which let me check real quick. But I have the email, which is thedreamonpodcast at gmail.com. And on Instagram, I am dream underscore on underscore podcast. And the image is the podcast like picture. It's it's the picture. You know the picture if you're listening to the podcast. So um, message me on the Instagram. Send me an email. Like, we have multiple ways to get in touch. And on Spotify, underneath episodes, I always have, like, a... Well, not always. In the beginning, I didn't do that. But more recently, I always have, like, a box or, like, a survey. And you can put in Q&A questions or you can just, like, put in episode responses and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. 
do that so that then I can have really good Q&A episodes. Because if all the questions suck, then like I'm not going to do an episode. So if you have a question that you think is good, you should submit it. And I'm pretty sure that's it for the episode. I mean, I was super excited to record today. Um, but um, sorry, I'm kind of falling to pieces because now I'm thinking about other stuff. Um, and it's still podcast related. I was just thinking about like other episodes that I want to do because sometimes Q and a questions, like I've been looking through them because I want to do a Q and a episode very soon. And, um, I was looking through the Q and a, yeah, Q and a questions. And some of them were so good that I was like, I could actually make an episode on that. So just as an example, like I've had several people now ask me like, how do I make my dreams more interesting? Why are my dreams so boring? And like, you know, it really comes down to the fact that like, guys, I read a lot of books. <laughs> like you need to understand, like I, I own so many books. I own like over 200 books probably. And I have read the vast majority of them because I don't like to buy books unless I've read them because they take up space on my valuable shelves. So, I mean, I read a lot and they're all pretty crazy. And like, I try to like, um, I try to engage with things that are like creative. Like I do like my embroidery and I listen to all my podcasts that are like funny, but also like I learn about stuff, you know, like stuff you should know. Guys, I know so many random facts. In fact, when I think of myself and like my idea of myself, because we all have our internal idea of who we are and like what makes us who we are. And that's different from everyone else's because each person has their own idea of us. And I don't mean of themselves. I just mean like of us, you know, because like the the place in life that I hold in my best friend's life is different from the place in life that I hold in the eyes of my mother. So like I'm a different person to both of them, even though I'm the same person and I'm probably very similar to both of them. But, like, for myself, right, and my identity, I stake a lot of that on, like, my creativity and, like, all the books that I read and this podcast. And, like, that's one of the reasons it's so important to have hobbies. But um, I'll do an episode on that, on, like, making dreams more interesting. And I'll probably give book recommendations on that one because I have so many books that I want to recommend. And you will hear me, like, go off on those. Like, I will be freaking out. It'll be super funny to listen to. So I'll do one of those. And then I also need to do a episode, an episode on um, periods and like women's menstrual cycles, because those are a big deal for dreams. And they actually like the, like the hormone cycles going up and down do impact your sleep quite a lot. And it's just a hard episode to do, which I've talked about before, because I tried to do it one time. And it just, it didn't work. It wasn't flowing. And there's just like so much information that's really technical. And also they don't know anything about it because it's a combination of sleep and women's health care, which are two things that just like are so neglected. Um, <laughs> so I'll, I'll do an episode on that. I don't know when that'll be though, because it's just like so difficult to dive into because there's nothing there. So I will do that. And I had another one that I wanted to talk about that's just not there in my mind. Oh, yes. Okay. I need to do an episode on 
weed and melatonin and other sort of like substances and supplements and stuff. And that's another one that's highly requested. But that one is also very difficult because for some things, there's like conflicting data. Like melatonin, some people say it works and some people say it doesn't. And it's very much like kind of a controversy. And so I don't know because for me, I don't like melatonin because I take it and then I have super weird dreams and it only lasts for me until like 3 a.m. and then I wake up at 3 a.m. when it wears off. So it doesn't work for me, but it works for people I know. So all that stuff, very interesting, Um, very cool. And I need to do that episode as well. So those are kind of the upcoming episodes. Those are like the things on the list. And if you have thoughts on those, you should tell me before I record the episode. And you should submit episode ideas and like Q&A stuff because I appreciate it. So uh, that's going to take us to the end of the episode, which it's been a pretty long one, even though not much of it was spent actually talking about the topic. Um, I still hope it was interesting for you and I hope that you had a good time listening. So thanks so much, guys. And you will hear me next time. Dream on.